You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. And in this episode, we're going to cover the topic of upsells. How should you use them? What should they be? Just a general overview, kind of, of upsells and how they can help your business. But as always, Bobby and I are going to have a bit of a chat beforehand and see how we can relate it back to our topic. So, Bobby, what is the question for today? Oh, I've got a good one, Kimberly. Okay, you've got like this, no one can see you, but you have an evil smirk on your face and I'm a little worried. So, Bobby, what's the question? Oh, come on, come on. No, this 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 is actually a simple one, but it's a good one. And my question for you is, have you ever bought the protection plan for a tech device before? Oh, that is a good question. Um, and I think the short answer is no. And here's why. Because every single tech device that has been a large purchase, which is mostly laptops that I have bought, it's been when the terms of the protection plan weren't going to apply to me. Uh, as I've mentioned before, I do a lot of traveling. And oftentimes, uh, the protection plans that the store offers is basically you, it extends the warranty that the manufacturer gives, but any of the fixes that need to happen, you have to bring the device into the store. Well, when you buy a device in New Zealand and you're returning back to America, being able to bring the device into the store isn't possible. Or vice versa, if you buy a device and three months later, you're going to leave for Spain, and you're going to be there for three years, you're like, well, there's no point in getting an extended warranty because I'm not going to be able to use it. So occasionally, uh, my my most recent laptop, I did contemplate it. Uh, And then, you know, I was trying, I was debating, right? Do I need to or not? Because I didn't have any big travel plans in the future. Yeah. So I think I've just destroyed your relation there. But uh, in the past, I've thought about it. uh, But for the most part, no, I have not bought the extra protection plan. I, I I love when uh, I go to Best Buy. Yes, for those of you that are super young, that store still actually exists. Um, I remember. <laughs> um, I, I've gone into Best Buy to go get a, a keyboard, and they always ask. It's always ask. Do you want to buy the per- the protection plan for this? I'm like, it's a keyboard. It's so a no. Keyboard. Yeah, it's like 10 bucks. It would cost me more for the protection plan than it would to come back in and just buy a new one. Right. So I, there, there are some things that I just don't. And um, then there's my iPhone. Oh, yeah. A little bit more expensive than a keyboard. And one day I maybe ran over my iPhone with my car. And then I really wish that. Um, yeah, that's a really long story. Um, it's, yeah, I, I just won't even get into the details on that one. It just, it, put, it paints me in a really good light. Um, anyways, yeah, so I ran over my iPhone and it cracked for obvious reasons because a car is significantly heavier than the iPhone. And I really wish that I had had a, an extended warranty and form of protection plan, but I didn't. So the next iPhone that I did buy, guess what I did? I totally you bought, bought the protection plan. Totally bought the, which, you know, oddly enough, it doesn't, it would not cover if you ran over your iPhone with your 6,000 pound uh, truck. 
but it, you know, it still would have made you, it still made me feel better that the next time something stupid happened with my phone that was already, ex, uh, you know, expensive to begin with was covered if there was something else that happened to it. And so I, and I have, yes, I, I have bought the extended protection plan mainly because I've done something stupid. Well, and you know what, that's so interesting because I honestly wasn't thinking of my phone. Um, I was thinking of like laptops or digital cameras and the reality is I do have a protection plan on my phone. Um, but it's, it's a little bit different. It, it operates differently. So it's not a huge chunk of change. It's just an extra couple bucks a month that mm -hmm. is already added to my bill. So it's, that's another way of looking at it, right? It's, it's an upsell, if you will, getting onto our topic today. It's an upsell, but it's a no brainer upsell. It's, it's so small, but provides so much peace of mind. Yeah, or it's or it's something that maybe is nece maybe it's not necessarily the protection plan, but I bought the case, like the case that you could run over a phone with. Oh so I yeah. The phone, and then I immediately bought the case that came right after it, which in and of itself is its own protection plan. You know, the, the beefy one. Yeah. <laughs> so I have never bought a smartphone without buying a case because holding that thing in my hand, it feels so tiny and so insignificant. And I'm terrified that I'm going to drop that thing. And there's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars down the drain. Um, I had sticker shock the first time I had to buy a smartphone. And so, so since then, it's like, okay, no, I'm going to then go buy uh, a, a case to protect it. Because I know how often I drop my phone. I drop it all the time. Uh-huh. And, and those are two amazing examples of an upsell. So the product is, say, the cell phone you know, or your tech, your tech device or whatever it is that you're selling, you can have a digital style of, of upsell. So it can be a protection plan for that. It could be a how to use it book or whatever it is. And then there's the, there's sometimes there's physical things that go along with it that says, oh, you've got a phone, here's a protection case or other uh, people just like you bought this that goes with this. And so we get into our topic today of upsells. Yes, and it's a, it's a great transition, too, because we're talking about the same um, type of device here, right? We're talking about phones, uh, and we've both had very different experiences, and yet uh, we've both got the upsells, if you will, um, mm -hmm. and it was for different reasons, but the reason why we both got an upsell is because it was relevant, it was related, and mm -hmm. it improved our purchase. Okay, I would never contemplate buying a smartphone and not buying a case. Now, I might wait a day or two and buy a case online as, a buy books, as opposed to buying the case in store, depending on what they have. Uh, because, like, for example, my current phone, it's not the most popular style. So they had one case, literally one case in the entire store, and I didn't like the color. I was like, nope, I'm going to go buy online. I mean, that was easy, right? Yep. But I would also never say, oh, I'm not going to buy a case. I was terrified of holding my phone until my case came in the mail, I will tell you. But mm -hmm. it's the same thing for when you're talking about an upsell for your product or your service. If you offer something that is completely unrelated, like let's say you provide a service, okay? We're both, we, we both provide a service slash product, right? Copywriting. You provide copy. We also are providing the research, the, the customer voice, all of that that goes into it. Right? And but my upsell is a flashlight. Right? Your upsell is a flashlight. I'm going to write your next launch package. And 
I'm going to throw in, hey, would you like to upgrade for $500 and then I'll throw in a flashlight for you? Like, it's completely unrelated. It's not relevant. It doesn't mm -hmm. improve the value of my purchase. Now, if, for example, you bought a uh, marketing strategy for the year and then I offer to write one of the parts of your marketing strategy for slightly more. So it's not a new project. So I'm going to do all the research as part of your strategy, but I will write this section as an upsell. That's highly relevant. It improves the value of what you're going to do. It helps you. And that's a completely different story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, upsells work, uh, upsells work really well when the customer is already bought something. That's the point of it being an upsell, right? They've, they're already pulled out their credit card. They've already put that information in. They know what they're getting and they think that, you know, they want it from you. And they're in that mindset that you go while you've done this. And Amazon, Amazon is amazing at doing this, right? So if you ever, if you buy something on Amazon right there, right before you click that button for checkout, it says customers who also, who bought this also purchased and, and there's, sometimes it's related. Sometimes, oh, the other one that I love that, that Amazon does is, would you be, you know, here are other things that you've checked out before, right? Do you want to add that to your order? And so it becomes very easy. I'm already in that buying mindset. I've already pulled out my, my card. I already know that I want something from you. Now you show me something that's related or something that will improve my results and or let me get my results faster. And it's it becomes a no-brainer for the people that are looking for just more stuff from you. Absolutely. And a key part of that is they've already bought from you. So you've already got so many things going for you. If they've already made the purchase, right? You've already answered their objections, you've answered their concerns, you've explored and explained the benefits of what you're going to get when you buy from you, that when you offer another portion, if you say, hey, we know you just got this, we really think this other thing would help you out, all of the stuff related to know, like, and trust, it's already been answered because they've already bought from you. However, you also have to kind of play the balancing act because if what you offer is so far removed from what they already bought, then you may still have some of those questions. People may mm -hmm. still have those concerns, right? I got a book. Uh, you can get the audio of the book. Oh, yeah, I like that. I, I don't always want to read it out, right? I want to listen to it on my, on my drive to work. Okay, great. And then you offer, I don't know, something completely unrelated. So both of those are about the book. And then you're like, uh, let's jump on a coaching call. Well, I, I haven't read the book yet. I don't know if I want to talk to you as a coach. So maybe that's not a related upsell. Or, or, or you, you, I actually do that with some of my, my clients is it is an, it is an upsell and some upsells are not meant to, ha I mean, in fact, no upsell is meant to have, <clears throat> excuse me, no upsell is meant to have a 100% take rate. But, Absolutely. It's not meant to be a 100% take rate. And it's also, it depends on how they got to the sale in the first place too, right? Mm -hmm. It's the whole process. So somebody who's been reading their stuff and then they bought the book, they might be ready. Oh yeah, you know what? I know the reason I bought the book is because I already like this guy. 
So yeah, if he wants to coach me, okay, great. That is a great upsell. But if uh-huh. it's somebody brand spanking new who found the book and they're like, oh, yeah, I'd like to learn more about that, but I'm not ready to coach. And that's, that's an example of how it could be a great upsell or it may not be a great upsell depending on, as we always talk about, your audience. Yeah. So, but, and the, the what upsells do for, for businesses is it immediately increases the value of the cart, right? You know, um, so if your product, whatever it is, product or service is a hundred dollars and your upsell is let's say $30 or $50, right? It doesn't matter. And it could be more expensive. It could be a hundred, it could be $200, a thousand dollars for your upsell. So there's, you can go both ways. You can go more expensive or less expensive. Absolutely. What you find is there's, there's a cost to acquiring that customer. So if it's a digital platform, it could be anywhere from like 40 cents on up to like 60 bucks to acquire that or more to acquire that customer. And they, you then, let's say that they, a hundred percent of people that buy are obviously going to buy your first product. So they buy it at a hundred dollars. Well, now your cost per acquisition of that is you spent 60 bucks. Let's go to the expensive route. So you spent 60 bucks to acquire a hundred dollar customer. Well, you only made $40. Mm-hmm. made money it's a profit some places like walmart actually expect their first item to be at a loss so maybe i spend 60 dollars to acquire you as a customer and it's for a 10 dollar product well i've lost money how do i make that up or how do i increase that ability for me to capture you as as a customer and increase the, the value almost immediately it's the upsell so a number of them will take the upsell or the second upsell or the third upsell. And in some markets, they just upsell you until you, they call it buy or die, right? They just go until you just say, nope, I'm done. And they exit. I don't really recommend that um, modality in trying to, to get and upgrade your customers. Not a big fan. Uh, There are some businesses and industries out there that do that. Um, But the point of the upsell is to add more money into your pocket so that the cost of acquiring that customer is exponentially reduced up front. Yeah, it is. And also there's a side benefit to that too, because if somebody buys one product from you, they may or may not buy it again. But if they buy two products from you, they're a lot more likely to buy product number three. Um, And it's also because they're, they're more invested, right? When they have spent more money with you, they're more invested in using the product, they're more invested in getting to know the product and getting to know the company and then potentially purchasing from you in the, in the future. Um, and it's a great way to kind of build out fans as well, because I'm sorry, if I buy a, a product of something, um, let's just uh, go back to the book, right? If I buy a book and then you give me another way to enjoy that book, like an audio. audible, like Audible, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'd love to listen to it on, on yeah. audio. Phys- okay. Physical book, ebook, audio. These are all different ways that you can upsell something even like a book. Workbooks. Here's the, the workbook that you yeah. can fill out to, as, you, as you follow along. So I want to I wanna throw a couple of things by you, Kimberly, and have you respond because the power of upsell, and, and we'll get into why this is the power of the upsell. So okay. shampoo and conditioner peanut butter and jelly online courses and coaching coaching or groups or one-on-one calls and other coaching and one-on-one calls. Yeah. We've just done it. Uh, physical book 
audiobook, ebook. Right. When you, oh, cell phones and? Cell phone cases and protection plans. And protection plans. So sometimes when the upsell for a massive project or, or product that's really widely known is done well, it just goes together, you know, peas and carrots, right? It, it, it's you, your upsell, which originally it started as, you know, or peanut butter and honey or peanut butter and fluff. My total favorite combination. Oh. <laughs> it is sugar overload, but wow, is it awesome? You know, um, it, when your upsell is done really well, it becomes almost like it's not an upsell. It just goes together and you think of the two exactly the same. And so like I said, it works for physical products and it works for digital products. Absolutely. So, you know, we've kind of touched briefly and, you know, any of these one topics could be their own episode uh, by themselves, but we kind of touched briefly on uh, upsells, what they are, kind of how to how to create a great upsell that has a, a good chance of converting. So uh, do you have any, any final thoughts on upsells and, and how to craft a good one? Uh, yes, actually. The one thing that makes a good upsell that helps truly convert the upsell, yes, it's the relevant and, and the improvement, is to make it as seamless as possible for your customer at that point in time to accept the upsell. In the digital format, it, there, it's called one-click upsells. In, uh, you know, in Best Buy, it's asking a simple yes or no question. So the only thing the customer has to do in order to get the upsell is click the button that says add to my order or to say, yes, I want to add the protection plan. It's very simple. You make it as easy as possible so that they don't have to whip their credit card out again. If you make them whip their credit card out again, you will drastically reduce the, the conversions. But if you make it super easy and all they have to do is click a button to effectively add it to their order, your conversions uh, increase exponentially because you've, you've reduced the, that friction again once they're there. Yeah, and, and to add another example for those business owners who have a brick and mortar store, uh, another one would be, you know, if you've got a, a $5 gift or a $5 um, upsell, if you will, if, if you spend X number of dollars, you can get this really nice product that's usually really high and it's only $5 to add. Well, what do you do? Then you have that $5 upsell at the checkout link, right? I've seen that a lot in like grocery stores and other kinds of stores where or beauty stores, that's a big, big one, where, oh, if, if you buy this, then you get uh, this huge, uh, I don't know, a, a Clinique uh, full makeup kit, right, uh, for only $10 more if you spent X number of dollars. Well, but oftentimes what happens is you say yes, and then you have to wait while they send someone to go pick it up. And that wait and that not having it in stock, it's no longer a yes, no question. Half the time, then you'll see, you know what, I, I have to go. Uh, just, just forget about it and let me check out. Yep. So, you know, having, having it at the checkout, having it in stock makes it so much easier. And, and, and it's true, right? The upsell, it has to be relevant, has to be useful, it has to add to the value of what you've purchased. And it also has to be easy because, you know, we're, we're lazy people sometimes, and the more we have to do to get what we want, the less likely this is going to happen, just because it's, it's more thought. It's more obstacles in our way. Yep. Well, that, uh, that wraps up our episode for today. Thanks for listening uh, to this wonderful uh, deep dive, or 
shallow dive, if you will, into upselling and how to structure one on chatting with copywriters. You can catch future and past episodes at chattingwithcopywriters.com. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you always know when there's a new episode out. And if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd like to guest on our podcast, please fill out our contact form.